0: Wow, it's a little early for ice cream. (laughs) It's never too early for ice cream, Jim. Run,
1: Forrest, run! Is butter a carb? Welcome back to the Eat Healthy, Live Healthy podcast. I'm Jillian O'Neill, the founder of Eat Train Love New York City. I am so grateful to share the mic
0: with my lovely friend and co-host, Emma. I'm Emma, the founder of Back to Basic Nutrition. As registered dietitians and personal trainers, we will provide you with science-based, sustainable wellness tips to suit any lifestyle.
1: Whether you've been on your wellness journey for some time now or just getting started, we're excited to have you join us as you take control of your health, feel inspired to eat one more veggie a day, or simply just grab a snack and listen to a few health nuts talk. We hope you feel inspired to eat
0: healthy so you can live healthy. Hey, everybody. Well, Jillian and I know this time of year, the hot weather and summer and running around brings up many questions about hydration and water, how much to drink, what to drink, how to make water more interesting. So we thought we would a little overview and just a taste of water and hydration.
1: So your body is actually compromised of about 60% water in your body It helps with digestion, absorption of nutrients, your circulation of your blood. It helps create saliva, transport nutrients, and maintain body temperature. And it's not just important for having clear skin like we see pretty often on TV or maybe just you sweat, you need to replenish these hydration status, we can say. It also is going to help your vital organs. And so it's important to be able to make sure that we're replenishing and maintaining your body's status of water or of hydration to be able to perform especially if you're an athlete especially if you are
0: sweating during the summertime yeah I think you bring up a great point that everybody is needing more water when it's hot because of the sweat but athletes for sure you don't really realize how much water you're losing I know even if you might not feel thirsty Thirst is sometimes one of the signals of getting to be in that dehydrated state. It's almost one of the first signals. And so even if you aren't feeling thirsty, when you're running around and it's hot outside, you still need to be drinking water. When we focus on
1: the aspect of physical activity, and of course, athletes of all levels, it's important to realize that water can actually impact how your body is performing and how your body is moving. Cartilage, which is found in your joints, is actually made up of 80% water. And so long-term dehydration can reduce the joint's shock absorption and then ultimately over time lead to some sort of joint pain. So if you're finding that you're having some knee pain, some hip pain, maybe some ankle pain while you're running, take a first look at your hydration status. Are you able to replenish the nutrients and the water that you're losing to be able to uh, fuel your, your run? Another thing that I like to look at when it comes to athletes and water is how it helps deliver oxygen throughout your body. So thinking that your blood is more than 90% water. So just to recap, your body is made up of more than 60%. Your cartilage is around 80% and your blood is more than 90% water. So lots of water in your body and the blood carries the oxygen throughout different parts of your body. And it can do that, obviously, if there's enough water present And so. As you're running, as it's running relative to my previous example, or any physical activity, you obviously need more oxygen throughout each breath in order to keep that athletic performance going. And so not having enough water means that your body's not going to be able to carry as much oxygen throughout the blood
0: uh, to the different parts of your body. People tend to avoid drinking a lot of water if they're feeling bloated, but sometimes you're feeling bloated because you need more water. Because of that, you need to transport your nutrients around your body and you're feeling bloated or swollen. It might be an indicator that you need to start drinking more water. Your digestive system
1: definitely is impacted by your hydration status. If you're dehydrated, it can lead to digestive problems like constipation and acidic stomach. Um, It can increase heartburn and stomach ulcers. But if you're actively hydrated appropriately hydrated it actually can help like Emma was saying not bloat you and so it's common for females especially if it's within that cycle or that time of your month that you may feel like an extra stomach bloat when you're approaching the bikini season (laughs) we have a if your body is in the summertime and you're thinking okay i'm going to be in a swimsuit my stomach is a little bloated i'm not going to have water I would actually encourage you to consider the idea, well, one, that your body is beautiful the way that it is, and two, that maybe it's your hydration choice that's triggering the bloat. Because we know science shows us that water is going to help to de-bloat you, right? Saying hydrated is going to help. But if you're having lots of carbonated water, that can actually increase your chance of being bloated relative to if maybe it was more of a still option. So if you are feeling bloated at any point, maybe look at more of a still water than a
0: bubbly water. Yeah, I think that is a great clarification to make. Now, I totally get it if you're listening and you're like, regular water, that's kind of boring. That's why you're drinking the bubbly water. Well, Jillian and I kind of put together some hydration tips and tricks or how to make your water more interesting. And the first one is... You know, pretty obvious. I think we've seen it a lot, a lot before. Is squeezing um, citrus juices like lemons, limes, grapefruit, or oranges into your water. Their juice will naturally sweeten and enhance your water. Similar concept with the fruit idea. I love to take frozen fruit
1: at all times of the year. Uh, quick shout out to frozen fruit, where usually they're peaked they're picked at their peak ripeness and flash frozen. So a lot of the nutrients are locked into it. Um, But if you have frozen fruit and you stick it in, say, a bowl, let it defrost in the fridge overnight, it will kind of have like that little bit of a welty feel. You know how if there's like fruit at the bottom of your yogurt cup, it will kind of look like that where it's a little wilted, uh, but there's going to be a total like liquid with it, like a natural sweetness form in liquid. And so – I like to use that or even take frozen fruit in the summertime, especially toss it in my glass, put some regular still water on top. And when the natural sweetness of that defrosted fruit is available and ready to drink, it's going to have a a lot better taste, we can say. It's going to taste sweet, but without all the added sugars.
0: Yes, that pro tip about frozen fruit and watching it basically defrost is so helpful in more places than just water. I use it in oatmeal. It does the same thing in oatmeal when you put the frozen fruit in the hot oatmeal, and it makes it naturally sweet. So I've learned that from Jillian, and I've taken it to my everyday life.
1: Another pro tip I like to shout out is the size of your water bottle. I don't know if there's, like, hardcore research associated with this, but this is my own thought process that when you have a larger water bottle, you're more likely to drink more. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, like, little – water bottles that are maybe like eight ounces they are like made for kids, like throw them in their lunch boxes, the little dinky ones. In my thought process, if you are carrying that around, you're going to finish it so fast. And then you're like, Oh, I'm just going to save it. I only have so much left. You're going to like think that you're in survival mode and only drink a little bit at a time versus if you have a bigger cup or a larger water bottle. And when you're just taking sips, you're like, okay, I know I got to finish this. I'm just taking sips throughout the day. And I think that you can definitely drink a lot more that way. One of my favorite things to do is to carry around um, my half gallon water bottle. And I know that sounds like such a gym junkie when I say this, but I really do think that it's super helpful because it helps me establish, okay, I need to finish my half gallon or my water bottle, whatever my calculations are for whatever's for you and your needs. I need to finish this by 1 p.m. today because I want to refill it and then have my second half by bedtime. And so being able to work backwards in terms of saying how much water do I need? Okay, I need to finish that by 8 p.m. Maybe you actually would want to work on the timing of finishing your water earlier in the day. So that way you're not waking up as much time throughout the night. So maybe majority of your water is going to be done by 6 p.m. And that way you only have a little bit left over um leading up to dinner time. Totally a personal choice, totally up to you. And that's just my water tip. So we may need to tell them
0: how much water to have yes how much water do you really have you see a bunch of things or you can order all these big water bottles half gallon water bottles and you're like well like do I need that much or do I really need that little it's always very individual and the classic eight to ten cups or six to ten cups is is something that people put out because it's easy to remember and it's easy to say but it's not necessarily for your body There's a really simple calculation that you can do to determine the adequate amount of water to stay hydrated for your body. And that's taking your weight in pounds, dividing it by two, and that number is the minimum ounces that you're going to drink of water during the day. So if you're 160 pounds, divide that by two, you're getting about 80 ounces minimum of water drinking during the day to stay hydrated. Obviously, if you're sweating a lot or um, other things are going on, it's going to differ a little bit, but that's just a quick number that you can kind of reference for your own self that will help you stay hydrated this summer. I think that calculation is a great
1: tool to keep in your pocket in terms of making sure you're having enough, just like Emma said, that were adequate. It's to help you reach the minimal goal, and when you're sweating, when it's hot outside, if you're sick, if you're just got the vaccine, <laughs> maybe you need even more water just to, to to reach those goals. And so using that calculation of taking your weight in pound divided by two, that's the minimum number of ounces you should be drinking a day. I will strongly say that that's the minimum. The U.S. National Academies of Science, Engineering and Medicine says that men should have about 3.7 liters a day and women should have 2.7 And that's about 125 ounces for men, 91 for women. And it's even just like that, a guideline, right? Because a female could be six foot. She could also be five foot. A male could be the same height differences, right? And totally two different weights. And so it's good as as a guideline um, to make sure that you're getting enough, but shoot over that. (laughs) You are more likely to be dehydrated than you are to be overhydrated. It's gonna take a lot of water. And you'll probably get stomach sick before you actually consume the amount it takes for you to become overhydrated. And so, um, shooting for more, going for it, getting this is where portion sizes we say go big or go home.
0: Yes, I think that that's a great clarification the adequate and the minimum. And I also want to bring up that not every beverage you drink is hydrating. So, not every beverage, some aren't necessarily dehydrating, but they don't count towards that water goal. number is really of water. Sparkling water can contribute a little bit. Some teas can contribute, but we really want to push for that just being water throughout the day. It's not that you can't have other beverages. I have my coffee sitting over there already this morning, but that really doesn't count towards my water intake. Right. Absolutely. So the the pro tips that we shared with, like, say,
1: putting fruit into your water, flavoring it a little bit, that does count towards, because you're just having plain water with some fruit infused, that's totally different than, what well, I'm say, your coffee, right? It does count as a liquid, but it isn't necessarily going to work in the same way in your body that plain water would. And when it comes to carb- carbonated beverages, and I don't know about you, but I usually tell my clients about one serving is what I'll say is the maximum, because... It, If you have six cans of sparkling throughout the day, you're more likely to have a lot of other GI stuff going on. And um, we're trying to let the body heal and and
0: take care of itself, not necessarily give it more problems. Yeah, I think 100% I'm on board with that. Special occasions, of course, are okay. (laughs) But on the daily we're talking about. Yes, every day, day in and day out, maybe try to limit Try to cut it down. <laughs> yeah. Just don't drink a pack.
1: Now you have your calculations, right? You know about how much you should be having. And then when you're going to execute that throughout the day, you can go ahead and work backwards. Like, so whatever your goal is for the day, divide it by two, try to have that in the morning. Try to have the second half in the afternoon. Or if you know, all right, I'm going to be working out in the morning, maybe you're going to shift and have 60% of your water intake in the first half of your day and 40% in the second half of your day. Of course, we're dietitians. We shamelessly love our calculations. And so that's part of our job to be able to help our clients and patients formulate what what water prescription you can say is best for you and what your schedule looks like throughout the day. Uh, But an easy, quick tip could just be to, to think about your day, think about where your body demands the most amount of hydration or demands you to stay hydrated the most or demands you to consume the most. And then you can work backwards to break it up throughout the day.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great, great tip. And don't hesitate to send us a message if you have any
1: questions for clarification about anything that we said today, or be tuned to our social media for more tips and tricks.
0: Well, that's it, team. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Eat Healthy, Live Healthy podcast.
1: We hope you had a great snack while listening to this episode, and we can't wait until next time. Until then, you can find us on social. Our lovely friend Emma is at Back 2
0: Basic Nutrition. That 2 is the number 2. And you can find Jillian at eat.train.love.nyc. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, and share this episode with your friends and family.